Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 177 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, we have all our teams for the playoffs now. We had the NA plans this past weekend uh, that decided the final two NA teams to make it. Those two teams, Florida and Toronto, in a weekend that wasn't uh, wasn't too suspenseful, honestly. A very... Um, lots of three O's. Best we got was a three one, uh, which is the game I picked to rewatch, and that is Florida versus Toronto in like the winners bracket final. Um, but yeah, I we both picked Boston to be there. They didn't end up um getting it, and uh, there there's a lot to the story. I feel like that we haven't heard yet because Valentine posting pictures of himself back in Korea. Um. And I don't think we ever got the answer on exactly why he was not available to play. Uh, and I think it would have made a big difference because um, he had really started to pop off here towards the end of the season. And not having him uh, definitely made a big difference. They, they, the uprising made it to the lower bracket final, but got swept by the Defiant and fell short. And yeah, Defiant Mayhem took it. Any Anything to point out from this? From this weekend, I mean, playoff playoff decay was not in swing. Washington didn't win a single map this weekend. My God, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was definitely not a great look. The, uh, uh, I mean, certainly the first day of matches, uh, the Florida Boston game in Washington Toronto uh, was just so one sided. It was really hard to tell uh, what either Boston or Washington were capable of. Um, and so, out of the again, only five matches we had. Um, this past week, I, I would highlight uh, the the Boston Washington match. So that's that first losers round match um, because of uh, you know as a bright spot for the Boston uprising. Again, like you mentioned, we we both picked them to uh, to beat Toronto in advance, and clearly that didn't happen. Um, um, but the it was not a um, not a terrible last game of the season, or not a terrible second to last game of the season, I should say. Um, uh, for the uprising to to end that out on, um, so yeah, highlighting that there. Um, but yeah, this <laughs> a, a short weekend for sure, um, uh, and particularly compared to what we're gonna see and what we're gonna be seeing starting on Sunday. Obviously, um, obviously we have our MVPs to uh, mine. I picked uh, Twilight uh, with <laughs> his own realization. Um, after the end of these uh, NA play-ins, uh, that he uh, personally has not missed a uh, a playoffs uh, for the entire time he's been in the league, or at least uh, a season playoffs, um, which there's probably other players who can say that too, but uh, certainly deserving of that position from uh, from the sport line of Toronto. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it was nice to see the Boston Uprising get at least one win in there and look kind of good. I really wish they are going to Anaheim, but... And the the Twilight tweet is hilarious. Um, just seeing, <laughs> I mean, if I were a player, I think I would love to to sort of tweet out those stats as well. Like, hey, I've never missed playoffs since I've been in the league. Uh, yeah, nice to see Twilight back in playoffs. He he played really well. Um, you you gave him your MVP. I gave someone my MVP. I think it's worth pointing out someone because Florida had a pretty good uh, pretty good stage. Not like the most dominant stage or anything, but I think someone did very well this uh countdown cup and in this meta uh so good on someone and yeah i i <laughs> i think we'll have like a short little recap here because i just don't have too much to say about uh, about the play-ins um yeah it, it was really between toronto or boston to see who made it into that final spot and toronto ended up taking it and missing valentine i think is a big reason why anything else to mention from it yeah, there's not much when you get five games and four teams, but uh, I'm sure next week we'll we'll go on for a long time <laughs> unpacking all these playoffs. Yeah, no one cares about play-ins, but the playoffs are about to happen, Joe. About to happen. Um, and later in this episode, we will be giving our playoff bracket predictions going through the event and thinking who we're going to be. We, we now have the patch for what overwatch league will be playing on so i think we'll have a better idea of maybe predicting who will be the best in the meta uh to come even though we don't know what the meta will be at all uh, but yeah let's let's dive into the news before we get into all that um first one is we we are getting our double xp weekends in that um 
Blizzard promised us because of all the issues in the first week of the game. Uh, we had our first, or we have our first one uh, this upcoming weekend, and then I think this will be the second one. Okay. Oh yeah, the first wait. One was yeah, because yeah, I already did one, and we just didn't do a show. <laughs> yeah, and I missed it. I, I missed it because I was my family was here, so I didn't play Overwatch at all that weekend, unfortunately. <laughs> but the second one is this weekend, um, Halloween weekend, and then uh, oh, they already announced a new one for later in November as well. Looks like Thanksgiving weekend. Um, the 24th to the 28th to the 28th so yeah those are nice get those battle passes done i mine's done finished it um late last week i think so just grinding for name the name tags or whatever they are at this point uh hoping hoping i could get to cyber demon because um i'm a i'm a collector and i will be upset if i don't get to the final one but it's far away my god yeah, I saw on Reddit today, uh, I can't confirm, but people were talking about it like it was legit, that once you get up to the end of all the prestige levels, which I think is level 200, uh, you can actually um, continue stocking XP for uh, next season's Battle Pass. That's a good feature. That's nice. Like, start to unlock those tiers early. So, yeah. That's a nice feature. I don't know how many people will get there. I, it's impressive to get there. So I think Bl- even Blizzard's like, yeah, if you get here, like, you should... You should. <laughs> probably get something pretty cool and that is cool that is nice you could just like just do future battle passes already um okay cool dang i didn't see that um all right let's let's move into uh overwatch league playoff viewer rewards which were announced before our last show um and they got some they got some cool stuff here some cool sprays uh some player icons basically all the icons uh all the player icons of all the overwatch league skins that have been released this year which is nice to have um two grand final sprays with some of the heroes and the overwatch league trophy and i'm looking at it um as well as uh you get just overwatch league skins as well for how many hours you watch I believe all of the heroes are listed here. So, yes, if you watch for uh, 30 hours of playoffs and uh, two hours slash, I'm sure that'll be basically all of grand finals. Well, I don't know, grand finals might go long, but two hours of grand finals uh, and 30 hours of the playoffs in general. Yeah, we'll get you the gray and white uh, home and away Overwatch skin, Overwatch League skins for uh, all of the heroes. So yeah, yeah, can collect them all this week. Pretty insane. Um, plus, you get some you get some extra token bonuses there. Thirty hours watch, you get a hundred league tokens right there. Uh, the Lucio Dance Party emote is back uh, and up for grabs if you get twenty four hours watch to playoffs. And yeah, a bunch of cool stuff. I really and there's also a name card. I'm a huge fan of this name card. It's pretty pretty cool tracer name card type thing going on. Um, that that might be one of my favorite name cards I've seen. So I, I want to get that name card. Uh, and that you get that one hour watch grand finals so so it stinks for me because i'll be there and uh (laughs) i'll have to like put my phone somewhere just watching the stream i guess i don't know what i'll have to do because um yeah i think i saw they're gonna have uh if you go to the events uh attendees will earn all outworks available for playoffs and grand finals along with exclusive drops oh um through the mobile app and event perks program, yes. which I haven't. Oh yeah, there's a there's a new name card. Actually, I looked at this. There's a there's a, another name card uh, called Pastures is the um, uh, thing they're describing it, hmm. uh, and another a different unique spray for attending live, and it says drops across Blizzard games, including Diablo Immortal and Hearthstone. Dang. So, okay. Yeah. Wow. This that's cool. That's cool. So yeah, you, if you go there, I imagine they usually have like a QR code or a scan or like a code or something. They you put in your game if you've been there, and yeah, you'll just straight up. All you have to go do is be there, and you'll just straight up get all the rewards they listed, and then you'll get some uh, Hearthstone. You'll get five Hearthstone packs, a Battleground Hero skin, um, an Overwatch card back, some Diablo stuff, some tokens, and. Yeah, get this little name card, which is cool, and a um, different spray, which is awesome as well. I will be for sure getting those then. Oh yeah, yeah. I really want to highlight the 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 cosmetics and stuff. I mean, sure, um, it may not be lots of people's focus, but like uh, number one, apparently, it was all community like artist designed, which was cool. 
Um, um, but I mean, you look at the. I don't know if you noticed the the owl five year player icon that they have. Uh, it's it's a it's a layer cake uh, decorated for the fifth year of the Overwatch League. But each layer uh, uh, signifies the um, grand finals winner that year. Oh yeah. Uh, starting blue for London, and then orange and gray for Shock, and then red for Shanghai, um, which is just super cool. Um, the the sprays that you get for uh, the viewership rewards, not for attending, uh, are include all the heroes of the two different metas or two of the different metas we've seen. So there's there's a Jotes spray, and there's a um, uh, Tracer Ash Winston on a Zen thing for like earlier in the season. Nice. Um, yeah, it, it's really cool. And again, you get all of the gray and white skins. And so obviously, I'm sure if you've been watching Overwatch League at all uh you have some of them based on the viewership rewards they've done in the past but um you can round out your collection just in time for uh the new tank to drop so hell yeah pretty sick i um, i imagine they're giving them all away here because they might start implementing skins or uh, skins with the like overwatch 2 versions of these heroes now um oh yes yeah, so true. I, if all goes to plan, I, I imagine next year we'll have Overwatch League gray and orange skins for the, all the new skins of the heroes. Um, I guess that doesn't apply to Sojourn, Junker Queen, Kiriko, or Echo, but um, the, the rest of the heroes that, all, that got new Overwatch 2 skins, it will apply to. All right. Uh, yeah, those are super cool. Can't wait. And I, yeah, I just read up. They don't give you a code. It's through the Overwatch League app if you're actually there. Um, it will see your location, see you are there, and um, give you the give you the skins and give you the, give you the rewards. So that's all you got to do, which is super simple. That's nice. All right, um, all right. Halloween Terror has started this week. Um, little patch came out, only had bug fixes, which was very surprising uh, to me personally because. Now that it's out there, I already knew that Overwatch League was going to be on a different patch because the players had gotten it at the beginning of the week. Um, and I was very surprised when a day later this patch came out and those changes the, the uh, pros got were were not nowhere to be seen here. So I was very surprised, very weirded out. I was like, well, what's up with that? Um, there was a tweet today. Apparently uh, there are issues and that's why it's going to come out later. It's coming out November 15th. So, yeah. But Halloween Terror, let's talk about it, Joe. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's back. There's a brand new mode, Wrath of the Bride, which I may say is fantastic. Um, did not expect it to be as good as it was. Um, just all with all the, um, all the voice lines and all the details put into it, if this is what we can expect for PvE, I'm excited. Just a little taste of it, even. Um, I'm excited. Uh, obviously, it's got to be a little bit more built out and and stuff like that. But for for someone who you know hasn't enjoyed too many of the PVE sections of any of the events recently, like it was nice to like get one where I was like, oh, hey, this is actually pretty good. I'd say it's like one of my favorites they've released. So, yeah, have you played it much, Joe? Um, I have not played it. No, uh, but I, I've <laughs> watched people playing through and uh, discovering all the. Uh, all the different secrets of uh, he, that they have sprinkled out that you can get achievements and battle pass credit for, which I thought was cool, um, and ju just the the sheer variety of um, of characters and ways that they were able to implement them in in the story. Um, yeah, it really puts uh, uh, Drunken Science Revenge to shame, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> From um, the, you know moving throughout the map and the way it dynamically changes um, and the the echo scene i think was is particularly cool um just as a you know gimmick for the, the players to go through um uh, but yeah I, I think i think you're right it's, it's uh, accurate to say yeah if that if this is the the kind of direction we can expect pve to go uh with all of the um other uh, changes that they talked about that'll make that more uh, interactive and replayable and these kinds of things um yeah, it's it's definitely exciting. Yeah, um, and go ahead. Yeah, I was just say the, the 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 rest of the the patch stuff. Um, and the rest of the event stuff is definitely interesting too. Uh, you have your your choice of uh, whatever super expensive skins you want to buy. 
Um, you know, that's that's just always. Um, but uh, as we mentioned in a previous show, uh, if you log in between now and I think it's like end of November or something, uh, you get the the uh, Reaper Cursed Captain skin, uh, the health pack weapon charm, um, uh, as like the the launch um, redemption reward thing. Um, and, then there, and there were a couple of significant actual changes in that patch, even though they didn't, uh, 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 including kind of balance. Uh, number one, we got uh, Torb and Bastion and Jungertown back, uh, are all back in their respective uh, rotations, which is cool. Um, uh, notably on control maps, um, the, the quote-unquote new feature of Overtime, where if you, if you flip a... Um, if you flip a control point in overtime, that would put your team at 99. Uh, the way Overwatch League has been playing it, and the way it happened in Overwatch 1, is that the overtime would reset, and you'd have to count down another overtime while you were in control of the control point. Um, then when Overwatch 2 launched, uh, that second overtime was removed, and as long as you flipped it, you would immediately win. Uh, evidently that was a bug. Uh, some people were wondering if that might have been intentional. <laughs> uh, evidently that was a bug, uh, so now that has been fixed, evidently, in this patch. Um, but it's still, only it still works different. It's, it's worth pointing out, it still does work differently from Overwatch 1. Um, whereas in Overwatch 1, if you flipped, it would do overtime no matter what. Um, now it does no longer do that. So... The bug was that it would always flip and there would be no no, no overtime no matter what. But oh, now like even if somebody was touching. Yeah, even even if someone had touched recently, it would flip and the game would be over. Um I if someone was if someone was touching, it would it would trigger overtime anyways. But the new feature is basically if you flip and someone hasn't touched in the last 3 seconds, um no overtime will trigger. Uh so yeah. Okay. Um, and and I, bet, I bet you know the exact number because I'm sure they went over that with the team too. <laughs> there, are, yeah, there are a lot of it's gonna. It's a big change, right? It's a big change to put here just at the end of um, the season where it has been played differently the entire season until now. It's a big change. I the players are like guaranteeing that there will be at least one or two weird matches where that happens, and the fans might get weirded out. In my opinion, all the times I've seen it, it hasn't mattered anyways, right? Like, I don't know. I don't see a situation. The point of it is that it's not going to matter, usually, I'd say. Like, it's just annoying that overtime would go off anyways because there's there's a chance, like, a wrecking ball would touch or something, but they're not going to win. It doesn't matter, right? Um I think a lot of players are in favor of it going back to the way it used to go only because it's very similar to how we have it now on payload maps and um, hybrid maps. Um, but the big difference is on payload and hybrid maps, there's a timer to like let us know we need to touch. Whereas on control, if you want to trigger overtime, you're not going to know exactly when you need to touch. Um, I think that was the biggest complaint. And I think that complaint makes a lot of sense because... If you're on a team that wants to stall, you're just not going to know when the right time to touch is now uh, compared to other game modes where you'll know exactly. There are timers and the three other game modes all have a clock that will let you know. Control does not. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing um, for the pros right now is they don't like that part of it and they don't. It's just going to be weird because I think I think everyone is in favor of this change going forward, but I think without with people not used to it yet um it's gonna it's just gonna highlight some wonky plays i think is what the players are worried about is that no one is gonna like be used to it yet so it's just gonna look weird um but yeah i agree with them i think like it's a fine change going forward but yeah i think it will be i think some teams will lose because they don't know when they need to touch so yeah, it is a big change. So thanks for bringing that up, Joe. It's it's a pretty big change that not too many people are talking about, honestly. Yeah, and I don't even know if 
I mean, I'm, obviously it's available in the patch for people to experiment with, but I don't know if there are many people who have thought about it in those kind of terms yet. So yeah, the the these playoff matches may be the the first um, and best experience that people have had in some ways with with the way that can affect. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, definitely will definitely will be interesting. Um, so we'll we'll see if it affects gameplay at all. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, the Joe, did you mention Twitch drops? Because those are happening uh, again. They are. They're on their list. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. The uh, um, just like they did for for lunchtime uh, with some uh, Kiriko um, cosmetics, they uh, have uh, come out with a new wave of Twitch drops for the Halloween Terror event. Um, and even before I get into that, honestly, I would be okay if they just did this all the time. <laughs> I know people are, uh, or, or the criticism is like, oh, well, they're trying to inflate the Twitch numbers or whatever for better. But I mean, if that's really the worst thing you can say about it, uh, or, you know, oh, they're giving away old skins, which is the case here. You can get the Werewolf Winston legendary skin right now until November 6th. Um, uh, but I, I mean, even then, it's, you know, it's, it's not going to... It seems like it's only going to help, really. Uh, but yes, from now until November 6th, watch two hours of uh, anybody streaming Overwatch on Twitch. Uh, you get the uh, Winston Werewolf spray. Uh, four additional hours for a total of six gets you the Werewolf Winston skin. Um, and then November 15th through 30th, um, two hours earns you the Reinhardt mug souvenir. Uh, and an additional three for a total of five earns you uh, a kitten weapon charm. Uh, for for Brig, and I don't know if that's uh, only for Brig or just inspired by Brig. Um, uh, I guess that's because they they talked about it as the Brigitte uh, kitten weapon charm. So I, I assume you can use it on every every hero, though. Um, but yeah, more more Twitch drops for sure. Yeah, uh, Twitch drops are good. I, there's also complaints that people would rather because in the old events you would play to earn stuff. Um, and I think some people are missing that. I think this is way easier than that, personally. Like, I literally just turn on a Twitch stream, mute it, mute the tab, and yeah, I just turn on a Twitch stream at work, mute the tab, and I get it at the end of the workday. Like, it's so much easier, in my opinion. Like, I don't know why anyone could would complain about this. I guess maybe people who don't go on Twitch often would be upset about it because they're like, oh, I don't go to this. But who cares? It's a website. Just type it in click on someone and forget <laughs> about it. it's a website <laughs> yeah um uh but yeah i uh, yeah and i and this I, I know some people were upset because they're like well i already have that skin i'm mad i don't so i i also personally didn't care about this one i was like hell yeah i don't have that skin i will take it um and also the, the weapon charm is cute so I'll, I'll put that on briggs weapon for sure uh but that's happening later and yeah, I, th I think they're good to like just it gets more like it gets some high level streamers or some high viewer streamers to stream it because more people will just AFK in their stream because of the drops. So and then it just gets more eyes on it. And um, a, a lot of high viewer streamers are still enjoying to play this game. Um, it's been, what, three weeks. They still love it. They, I'm still seeing some like big names. Even Aimbot Calvin returned. Yes, last night to twitch so yeah crazy crazy things happening on twitch right now in overwatch 2 still one of the most viewed and watched games the past three weeks which is great to see all right let's uh let's talk about this balance patch which um almost all the changes here were leaked uh a couple weeks ago besides uh this kiriko change there's one kiriko change that did not get leaked so if you haven't seen the leaks, it is officially released right now. The notes are, uh, and I believe the only reason they've released the patch notes now, despite the fact that uh, these won't be coming out for another two weeks, basically, is because of Overwatch League playoffs uh, and the fact that they will be playing on this patch. Um, all right, Joe, you're the patch man. Take us through it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we, we alluded to this patch in previous shows, but haven't gone through it explicitly. Uh, but we do see changes to uh, several heroes that have been pretty dominant, um, notably not uh, Sojourn, but we'll get there. I assume. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, first is Sombra, uh, where the uh, lockout duration of enemies affected by her hack has been reduced from 1.75 to 1.5 seconds. Um, and notably, enemies who have been hacked are no longer valid targets for hacking uh, while they are hacked. In other words, you can't um, just sort of like chain hack them. Because I believe uh, I saw, I didn't know it off the top of my head, but I saw somewhere written down that like the, the hack cooldown was like 4 seconds. Um, but the duration um, of the hack status effect must be longer than that. Um, so this basically, again, prevents that kind of chain effect. Uh, and the damage multiplier that Sombra gets um, for uh, damaging hex targets has been reduced from an additional 40% damage to an additional 25% damage. Um, uh, again, to, to hopefully keep her a little, little less oppressive. Um, uh, a per target cooldown, they described it, that enables hack to keep its current 4 second cooldown for uh, hacking multiple targets potentially. Uh, the other DPS player that got uh, a look is Genji, uh, where his ammo was uh, cut by 20% uh, from 30 to 24, uh, and the damage uh, per shuriken uh, reduced from 29 to 27. Um, so, it, it, you know, pretty pretty significant, uh, relatively, at least in terms of the ammo size. You know, he'll be re reloading. Um, I, I don't think it's quite 20% more, but it's. <laughs> you know, right up there that much um, and uh, uh, you know reduce DPS there as a result if you got anything for either of those yeah um, I think the Sombra nerf is I think both these nerfs are the the only the only thing missing here I think both these nerfs are great I think the only thing missing out of, in the DPS category is yeah they should nerf Sojourn and I guarantee they will nerf Sojourn in season 2 with the bigger patch that they're going to do. But it's sad that it's not happening a bit quicker. Um, I think this is more... This is a worse thing in, in Grandmaster lobbies, probably, because good sojourns are even better. But I, I, just her constant damage output makes such a big difference, even in gold, where I am. Uh, yeah, just when the other team has a sojourn and we don't, I, I can just tell the difference that sojourn is making for, for her team. Uh, she just deals so much damage, uh, puts so much pressure on us. So, yeah, that's the only thing I'm missing. I think both these are, yeah, a lot of people are like, why Genji before Sojourn? Genji is also pretty busted right now for sure. So, yeah, Genji Somber, Genji Somber getting nerfed. I also think it's interesting that they are deciding to, um, nerf these two, um, and trying to keep the damage passive. Um, which honestly hasn't been like too oppressive or as oppressive as people thought it would be. I think specifically on Genji it was. Uh, so we'll see if this nerf makes it so everyone's okay with the damage passive or and whatnot. Um, but yeah, those are my thoughts yeah, on these two. Absolutely. And and as you mentioned, the damage passive, uh, they also did a, um, a Q&A and uh, Twitter spaces time this afternoon, this evening. Um, uh, with the lead hero designer, uh, who is no longer Jeff Goodman. Uh, we, I don't think we actually mentioned that on the show. They, they transitioned uh, to uh, somebody named Alec Dawson uh, recently, and so the, uh, he was doing a, a Q&A on their Twitter. Um, uh, and and one, of the, one of the A's that he queued uh, was about the DPS passive. Uh, was, I'm reading a tweet. It says, yes, the DPS passive is at the top of for changes in Season 2. Um, so they, they said we want to see how heroes like Genji perform with the passive changes first and then evaluate from there which is ironic because they're making this change but you know we're, we're talking I guess season 2 uh, mid-cycle mid patch at this point but um, but yeah we may see that tweaked as well So nice yeah definitely think it's, I'm glad they're looking at it um, I, I don't know everyone who's complaining that there needs to be a balance, balance patch has to realize how many issues there are with this game I mean my god they probably have a mountain of bugs and everything to fix before they get to balance, um, which personally I'd prefer. So, um, all right, if you want to finish up, continue with these two tank nerfs, Joe. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, two tanks and a, a quick adjustment to Kiriko. Uh, Zarya's barrier duration uh, reduced from 2.5 to 2 seconds, and the cooldown uh, increased from 10 to 11 seconds uh, to give her... Um, 
as I described in the patch notes, uh, uh, extended uh, windows of vulnerability uh, for, for players to properly do something about her, you know, as you're facing up against Azaria. And for D.Va, uh, her primary fire spread was increased uh, from whatever 3.5 means to 3.75. Um, whatever those numbers represent, it was increased by that much. Um, and the damage caused by uh, impact when she's using her, her boosters was reduced from 25 to 15. Um, and yes, the uh, small changes to Kiriko where the invulnerability window after she uses her swift step ability uh, has been reduced from 0.4 to 0.25 seconds. Uh, mostly they say to uh, prevent confusion uh, when shooting at Kiriko after she uh, has used her uh, swift step because um, evidently she was in some situations you know it can seem like you're um, like she should be alive when she or she should be getting hit when she's not so uh, those are the rest of those changes that will be live on Sunday um, for the playoffs yep we'll get to see the meta firsthand and uh, what people are doing with it yeah I think all these make sense um, I think D.Va like in the current meta is like actually pretty balanced and it's only because Zarya just completely counters her. <laughs> so I think it makes sense if you nerf Zarya, you had to nerf D.Va for sure because I think just nerfing Zarya, you're just begging for a full D.Va meta, no doubt. So yeah, all these make sense. All these make sense to me. Um, only one I... Zarya, I think I'm interested as to how they didn't nerf her damage. I felt like that was the biggest issue with her. I mean, yeah, it's hard to kill her because she has so many barriers and stuff like that, but I also think even at, like, low charge, she just, she does an insane amount of damage. Like, playing Zarya, I'm able to kill a Lucio at, like, I'm at, like, 30 energy. I'm able to just, like, if I'm tracking perfectly or the Lucio's not good at getting away from me, I'm able to just kill him. Just, just melt him down at 30 energy. Like, that feels like it shouldn't be happening. So... Um, I'll be interested to see if these changes do enough, but um, I, I I think uh, Hanbin might be happy to see like maybe it doesn't do enough, you know, because she still does a ton of damage in my opinion. Um, yeah, that that's the patch. We'll see it uh, Overwatch League playoffs this week. Um, do we want to? We can like briefly go over like. Because I think that's a hot topic is is playoff patch. What are your thoughts on like the game getting patched right? And this was immediate for Overwatch League. I will say they have only had this patch for a week. What are your thoughts on that, Joe? Should that be happening? Are we going to be able to see the best of of um, the league's gameplay this weekend or this week because of it? Like. Is this what they should have done? Should they have just kept the Zarya patch? What What are your thoughts, Joe? Yeah, it's it's interesting. They, um, I, I saw a, a comment somewhere on the internet uh, talking about that this person's opinion was well. They, if anything, they should have made this patch um, uh, released it the other way around, where they made it public first and kept uh, Overwatch League on the old patch. Uh, <laughs> you know, just for the sake of. Um, sort of best of both worlds kind of situation um but i mean this isn't the first time this question has come up in the overwatch league obviously um uh most notably i think about uh, and i don't remember what season it was season three with goats um when uh they they patched that out um or you know what <laughs> it sounds harsh to say it that way but but you know by playoffs it was a completely different game than uh what had been played i think it was season three um, for you know the the vast majority of the rest of the season, uh, and yeah, there were, there were real questions there about you know what <laughs> what kind of effect is that going to have? Uh, I think it's it's interesting to have had um, uh, the play ins even on a different patch than the playoffs. You know, you think about uh, for example, if um, uh, would a, a team like the Boston Uprising or the um, uh, Hangzhou Spark or uh, the Chengdu Hunters, you know, have earned uh, Guangzhou Charge. That's the third time's a charm. <laughs> Guangzhou Charge is a team that I'm thinking about that was, um, you know, doing really well there at the regular season and then um, missed out on, on a uh, a play-ins run. And I'm not saying that um, uh, necessarily this new patch would have favored them uh, more or less necessarily, but 
um, uh, to have the difference between the play-ins and the playoffs, uh, you know that uh, that can, that can shake out some of your some some of your bubble teams for sure. Um, at some points, the uh, you, you know your 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 higher seeded teams, it's not going to matter as much. I don't think uh, you know it may it may for individual seeding, but like uh, the at this point, I think it's fair to say that uh, you know when you're looking at the top four, six, eight teams at least in this twelve team bracket. Um, are uh, you know are pretty well set and are going to have pretty pretty similar um, experiences I think in this playoffs match. Uh, that's not to say that uh, things may not be different. Uh, that's not to say, like you mentioned, with the the really quick turnaround um, that um, that we're going to see all these teams just immediately you know playing at uh, the the theoretical highest level for. Um, this this set of mechanical numbers, um, um, but I, I think there, there there's definitely been more more drastic things that the uh, league has has done and and gotten away with. I mean, <laughs> for better or for worse, um, through its history, for what that's worth. Yeah, I agree. I <laughs> I think we're all just used to it at this point. I haven't seen too many complaints about it on the internet because this is just what happens. Um, this is what Blizzard has done like every year. So, yeah, and this honestly, this is this year is not one where I'm too upset about it because I think there was just I don't know. The last patch was good. It wasn't too bad. It wasn't a Junker Queen disaster type situation, but I really think the meta was shaping out to just straight up be Zarya. Um, at first, the patch was all over the place, and people like were playing Diva and playing playing what they wanted to. Uh, but it firmly became Zarian like everywhere by the end of it, and that makes me okay with it. That makes me okay with it. Um, I, I think we were we were getting to the peak gameplay of that patch, and the peak, you know, we we saw some some great moments from Dallas and all that, and I think that's all we uh, need to see of that meta. Uh, let's let's move on to the next one, and and it'll be fun. It's it, the first week of every patch in an Overwatch League is super fun. Everyone's all over the place. Um, some upsets happen, but uh, other times, other teams are the top teams are usually controlling the meta at that point. They they're usually defining it, and yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see um, who's going to shape the meta throughout the week. All right. Um, Let's move on to our playoff brackets, Joe. Uh, this is our final moment of pickums this year. Joe is beating me by like 20 points, so I'm really going to have to have a good bracket here to win it. And yeah. Let's, all the marbles. Yeah, all the marbles. It's, it, it's, it's all on the line for us. For the teams, too, but mainly for us. <laughs> That's what counts. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. How do we want to do this, Joe? There's so many games. There's so many games. There are. We, we, we may have to take it in chunks. Yeah, it might have to be a, ch- a chunks-type situation. <laughs> um, all right, let's just... Let's quickly... Let's let's go down the first round here. First round's got some interesting matchups in it, um, including a rematch of Season 1's championship game, the Philadelphia Fusion London Spitfire, leading off the playoffs for us uh, on Sunday. Joe, who do you who do you think's going to win that one? Yeah, this is this is a <laughs> really interesting match for me to pick. Obviously, um, I, I have a history of being a, a Philly fan. Uh, lately, it feels like uh, uh, I, I'm not as uh, <laughs> readily showing it. Uh, in I feel like some of the most recent times we've we've picked Philly in in different games. Um, but I mean, all that being said, it's still. Um, it's still really cool to see this matchup that we haven't seen for I don't know how long it's been since these two teams have played each other um, uh, but, but yeah the the, the rematch um, from the season one playoffs uh, it didn't go su- super well for Philly um, and I, I really really wanted to pick them uh, <laughs> in this matchup again first round um uh, first round in the playoffs, uh, but I just don't think I can. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, I think they have the potential. The, 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 the possibility is there uh, t to make some kind of playoff run uh, here for the Philly Fusion uh, to win a, a game or two um, in, in the, the grand scheme of things. Um, but I, I think the the odds of that being a correct prediction uh, against uh, the London Spitfire, as we've seen them lately, is uh, not super high. Uh, so that, that's actually my 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 first pick is is for London over Philly. Yeah, I also got London over Philly, and I think the big another big reason is like uh, they're a team that just loves playing, doing their thing, and I imagine that's what they're doing here at the start of a meta. At the start of a meta, they'll do their thing even more. And they'll, they'll be even more successful with it because people haven't figured out how to beat it, beat it in a meta. Talked about it in last week's show. I think London's going to be a tough team to beat in this playoffs, especially at the beginning. Um, against a Philly team, that's a bit banged up. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go London to win this one as well. Um, Hangzhou, Shanghai. Who you got, Joe? Yeah, so then we we get the from the cross region match. Uh, we go to the same region match, uh, which makes it in some ways uh, less interesting, but potentially easier to predict. Um, uh, the Shanghai Dragons, obviously defending champions, uh, not super highly seeded uh, in this uh, in this tournament, but I think uh, they've got what it takes to at least take down the the, the Hangzhou Spark uh, here in the first round to advance. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think Shanghai should win it. Uh, based off what's been happening lately, at least with the Spark, it, it could be Tournament Spark again. Last time we saw them in, in this cross-region tournament style, the Spark were great. Uh, but I, I think it's going to be the Dragons this time. All right, Atlanta, Florida. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people favoring. Uh, a lot of people turning up for Atlanta. Some people confused as to why people are favoring Atlanta based off their like the way they're um, they finish in the standings. They're not one of the most dominant teams. I mean, they regardless, they were runner ups last year, Joe, and they're they're really good. They got really good talent. Um, do you think uh, they can beat Florida though? Who's been super hot as of late yeah this will be another interesting one this is uh the closest match out of the first four uh that i have in terms of the the map score that i predicted um yeah b between atlanta and florida because yeah the the recency bias really favors florida in this one i think um uh, just based on what we've seen from them out of these last couple of games um, and how how well and how dominantly they they took their play in spot um, um, but I think at, at some point the the um, the, the value of uh, a team like Atlanta number one with just slightly higher consistency which I think is the best they're um, one of the best measures of I should say the the seeding uh, is one of the best measures of uh, consistency. I think in, once we get to this stage in the season, um, and so with the the slightly higher seed, slightly more experience, I think for Atlanta, um, I, I think may give them the edge at least in this first round. Uh, so I, I've got them uh, Atlanta in five maps, um, uh, taking that first series. I also have Atlanta. I think he summed it up very nicely. So yeah, listen to Joe's explanation on the why. I think Atlanta's going to win. <laughs> All right, Houston, Toronto. Houston had a little bit of a rough ending to the to the Countdown Cup, but they um, didn't have to try anymore. So I think a lot of people are still still in awe of their win over Dallas. Um, but how do you think they're going to do, do against Toronto here? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. And this one uh, was also difficult. Um, not not quite as difficult, but also difficult, uh, and, be, and being very daring and again picking into the seeding here. But um, I, I think the Houston Outlets are going to have the edge here, um, um, though. Though again, we have seen uh, good things from Toronto. Uh, I think the the um, the Houston Outlets may be a little bit less um, less. Uh, what am I trying to say? Maybe I'm trying to say more willing to to take on what they need to take on, um, and 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 take this matchup. Uh, I don't anticipate they'll um, go super far necessarily. I'm sure we'll, obviously we'll get into uh, the way the teams are going, but um, but uh, 
uh, yeah, Houston taking this first round to be the the fourth team that uh, that uh, teams are going to pick. Nice. Okay, let's go through who we think. So Dallas Field have the first pick. I think we picked. Oh wait, I didn't pick Houston as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we we picked the same four teams, Joe. So let's just go down the line. Who do you think Dallas is going to pick out of those four teams? Yeah, Dallas picks first. Uh, I think the first pick is going to be pretty obvious uh, that Dallas lands on the London Spitfire. Mm. I don't know if you agree with that. I agree. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the obvious uh, pick. Might be a scary pick still. I think all four teams are scary. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a. You're right. It's not going to be a non-scary pick. Um, but I, I know you're not going to want to cross the region if you can help it. I think is is still going to be the, the strategy that we see teams use. Um, and between London, Atlanta, Houston, um, it, it may not be obvious, but I imagine that's that's where uh, they'll they'll tend to lean. All right, um, yeah, I got London as well. Uh, with that in mind, who do you think the Shock will pick then? Do they go NA as well? Yeah, I think they do. The San Francisco Shock uh, have the next pick, uh, and as hilarious as it would be uh, for uh, Krusty to pick uh, a Moon again. Um, <laughs> as I believe they did last season, yep, if I remember they, right, they did. <laughs> um, as hilarious as that would be to happen again, uh, I'm I'm assuming that's not going to be the case. Uh, as the San Francisco Shock uh, in this hypothetical select the Atlanta Rain as their next opponent. Ah, Atlanta! I got them picking Houston. Um, yeah. So, Shock Houston, you got Shock Atlanta. I think it's tight between those two, and then we we get to the Gladiators. And I, I can lead this one off, I guess. And it's it's much harder as someone who is around these coaches. And for me, the choice is between Shanghai and Atlanta at that point. I think it's extremely... I think the Glads would be like, who the hell do we pick? Um, they usually don't like picking Atlanta, just based off of when they've had to pick before. Um, I think they're scared of Atlanta, despite the fact that they have dominated Atlanta this entire year. They're still scared to pick them because they know Atlanta's pretty good. And that's why I've landed on the Gladiators picking the Shanghai Dragons. Um, I, 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 in that situation where they're picking between those two, I think they would rather just go Shanghai than Atlanta. Uh, I, I think it could go either way, though. Not sure. Who do you have the Glads picking between the Outlaws and Shanghai for you? Yeah, between Outlaws and Shanghai, uh, again, I think you'd much uh, much rather lean into the W and O. Um, and have the uh, Gladiators take on the Outlaws in that second round in my situation, which leaves the Soul Dynasty to play uh, the Shanghai Dragons for like the 600th time this season. Yeah, I like mine better because <laughs> we don't get those. <laughs> we get like a new matchup in there, which at two new matchups in there in the Soul Dynasty versus Atlanta and Gladiators versus Shanghai. I do think the if, if the Shock do pick Atlanta, I definitely think the Gladiators will pick Outlaws, though. I guarantee that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so now we, we pick out of these games. We, we go through these games. Um, as London just uh, is, is fuel an obvious win against London here, they picked them first, right? Um, or do you have London? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that would be an interesting upset to be picked <laughs> first and then and then beat them anyway. Um, uh, but, yes, no, I have, I have Dallas advancing. Um, and I guess at this point, now that we've talked about all the matchups, yeah, yeah, go for it. Sort of just go through. I've got uh, Dallas and Seoul advancing in that. Uh, so Seoul over Shanghai uh, in that part of the bracket. Uh, and San Francisco and uh, the Gladiators advancing in their half. Yep, I have the same four advancing. Obviously, I have different matchups, but uh, yeah, got all of them. I, th- should be some banger games. I have Shock Outlaws going five maps, Glads, Dragons going five maps, um, Seoul, Atlanta going four. And I think Fuel should should crush the Spitfire, but once again, like the Spitfire just like meta defires anything could happen. I feel like. Um, oh yeah. All right, we. Uh, this is where our brackets will. In the winners bracket, they won't they won't uh, vary much. But here in the losers bracket, where we're about to go, I, I imagine we have different matchups. I have the Fusion versus Shanghai, uh, Outlaws versus Spark, Rain versus Mayhem, Defiant versus Spitfire. Yeah, why don't we just talk about first four out? <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be a lot easier. I agree. Um, uh, and my 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 first four outs, I have uh, unfortunately leading off with the Philly Fusion, uh, who uh, will head out at the hands of the Houston Outlaws. Uh, I have Atlanta over Spark, 
um, to eliminate the other APAC team, leaving only uh, Shanghai to beat Florida. Uh, so Florida is out. And um, the last matchup, if you're uh, keeping track at home in my bracket, is, again, for the 600th time this season, Toronto versus London. <laughs> um, which, in... Uh, in my bracket, I have going five maps. Really could go either way. Uh, in my pickums, as I have them currently, I have Toronto taken uh, in five maps and sending London home. Wow, nice. Okay, um, I got f- which may which may be an upset. Yeah, I know. I think it, I think it's an upset. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, I got Philly as my first team out in my bracket. They lose to Shanghai. Then I got Houston versus the Spark, in which I have the Spark beating the Outlaws. And eliminating Outlaws is one of the first four to go. I mean, if the Outlaws had these matchups, they would just... Yeah, yeah. it would be rough. I, I think they would be favorites over the Spark, but they might just not be able. I'm also a little bit worried about the Outlaws if it's a Winston meta, which is rumored. Um, I don't know what they're going to do because Dante will yeah be back to DPS, and I think their team has looked significantly better when Dante is on tank. So, um, yeah. That's my big reason. I think they'll be a little bit worse. And then I have Atlanta versus Florida as a rematch from earlier. Uh, Atlanta wins it again. And in my London versus Toronto, I have London winning. So Toronto, Florida, Outlaws, Fusion, first four gone. Um, All right, let's just do next two gone then, uh, since we got the matchups going. Yeah, so uh, in in my bracket, that ends up being uh, the Houston Outlaws and Atlanta Rain uh, advancing out of that first elimination round. Um, and it's 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 funny you had uh, Houston first out. I have them uh, winning two games in the loser wow. bracket, uh, uh, taking the match over the Atlanta Rain in this elimination round. Um, and the other matchup is Shanghai Toronto, um, or you know, in an alternate universe, could have been Shanghai London. Uh, honestly, the the latter would have been much more interesting uh, because <laughs> I've got Shanghai uh, taking that one relatively handily, uh, I think, if if that match were to come to pass. Nice. All right. Um, I got Shanghai versus Spark, in which I picked the Dragons to beat the Spark. And then, in a very good game, Atlanta will beat London 3-2 to two and eliminate the London Spitfire. So I got Atlanta and Shanghai moving on. All right, let's go to our winners' semifinals. So just just to summarize here, out of our top six, I believe, uh, the the only difference is um, I have Houston and you have Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, So So we have the same. We have five out of the six. Same. Cool. Uh, All right. Let's go to that top four then that we have here, um, in which we have Dallas for Soul and Shock for Gladiators, both of us. And those boats should be insane matches, I think. They really should. I mean, uh, obviously only the, I was going to say, the, the highlight in the cross-region between Seoul and Dallas, obviously. But again, Shock Gladiators, you know, is, we've only seen that a handful of times this season, um, and it's been pretty electric um, every time. Um, uh, I, but particularly if the Seoul Dynasty had made it this far in the bracket, uh, I feel like their momentum uh, is, is going to be on their side. Um, you know, if anything... Uh, well, that's probably not fair to say. I was going to say, if anything, uh, in these kinds of tournaments, the Dallas fuel tend to flag after a while. Um, and like I said, I don't, I don't know if that's fully fair to say, but I, I do actually have the, the Soul Dynasty taking this match. Uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. I don't know off the top of my head if we've seen it yet this season. Um, uh, but, but I've got them advancing to the uh, winner's finals. Uh, alongside um, between Glads and Shock, uh, the LA Gladiators also advancing to the winners' finals over the San Francisco Shock. Uh, at some point, um, uh, I'm I'm more confident saying this about San Francisco than I am about Dallas. Uh, at some point, I think the San Francisco Shock roster is going to give. Uh, I don't know precisely where or, or when it will be, um, but I think if history is any judge, um, uh, we may see that at some point this week. Um, which you know is unfortunate because of the, all the talent on the team and all this kind of stuff that we always talk about with the San Francisco Shock. But, um, uh, but yeah, running up against the Gladiators for um, however many times this has happened already, uh, I think it's the Gladiators uh, heading out to winners finals. Nice. Um, wait, did you have Dallas beating Soul or Soul beating Dallas? Sorry, I missed it. Uh, Soul and okay. Gladiators in winners Soul finals. Soul and Gladiators. Nice. 
I have Dallas and Gladiators. Um, I think Dallas Soul will be very close, and Dallas will end up winning it three to two, and Gladiators will end up beating the Shock three to two, and it'll be Gladiators Fuel. Um, but yeah, I I struggle to explain why I think that's gonna have I these <laughs> these games are gonna be so close. Like I, I just feel like anything can happen, and I'm just going based off the fact that uh, I think APAC performed pretty poorly last time we saw uh, cross region play. So I, I think Fuel should be better than Soul, is, is what I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, Fuel Gladiators, and I agree with you on the Shock roster. I'm especially, I think it's concerning how they looked in the Countdown Cup, despite it not mattering to them. Um, yeah, so. All right, let's go, let's go Elimination Round 3 here. Um, do you have Soul versus Houston? Is that what you have? Um, I actually the way or the way Dallas, it works out um, is, da- is Dallas, Dallas versus Texas. Houston. Wow, Dallas that's versus Houston. Sick. That's sick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right there in as an elimination match. You know, end of the season, top six kind of situation. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be nuts. Um, and uh, it's gonna go five maps because of course it's going to. Uh, and the Dallas Fuel are actually gonna take this one. Um, uh, just the edge to to eliminate, step that up to top four. Wow, the first time they would beat Houston this year, and in, on the biggest stage here at playoffs, and that would be one of the live day, live games too. So that'd be sick. Oh yeah. Um. Nice. Uh, what's your other matchup? Uh, and then the other one, uh, which I believe may be the same, if I remember right, um, is uh, uh, San Francisco versus Shanghai. Uh, and this one is going to be close too. Uh, I think after, um, I was going to say after um, having just played a match, but actually they will. This will be their first match of the day. Um, uh, but like I like I mentioned, the San Francisco Shock uh, starting to give at some point in the season. Uh, and this this cross region match, I, I wonder if they may be um, or, or end up by this point uh, underprepared. And actually, I've uh, given this one to the Shanghai Dragons, and it may. Some people may interpret that also as a little bit of an upset. I don't know, um, but uh, that leaves uh, Shanghai Dallas to join uh, Glad's Soul in the top four. Nice, that's uh, that's exciting. I'm also gonna have an APAC team survive, but one of them has to be eliminated as well because I have Shanghai for Soul in my bracket, and I think it's gonna be Soul in a really close game, beating the Shanghai Dragons, eliminating them in that round. And then I have Shock versus Atlanta. In which I think the Atlanta Rain pull off the upset in a very close game as well. They continue their loser bracket warrior status this year. Uh, and they beat the San Francisco Shock to make it to uh, the loser's semifinals, I guess. Um, all right, let's just both do our loser semifinals and then we'll get to the winner's finals. Um, yours is... I can't... I forget already. Shanghai... <laughs> <Yeah>. Shanghai-Dallas. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the way this game goes out. Um which I feel like has is a match that has significance. Like if if it was this year or last year was a was a stage finals or something with Shanghai Dallas. Definitely. Um, uh, and and in this match again, I have the Dallas Fuel winning. Uh, I, I, again, I, I don't know how I feel about <laughs> having them on such a such a hot streak, um, but that does put the Dallas Fuel at number three, Shanghai at number four for me. Nice. All right. Um, Atlanta Dynasty for me. This would be a revenge game from earlier in the bracket for Atlanta. But I can't give it to them. I think Atlanta loses here. This is where their big road, their big winning streak in the loser bracket will end, and the Soul Dynasty will beat them um, to head to the losers finals. All right, winners bracket final. Um, I got Gladiators Dallas. Uh, you got Gladiators Soul. So uh, both should be good matchups. Actually, I don't think mine's as good of a matchup. I think as of late, the only time Gladiators have played the Dallas Field one has been close was way, way back at the beginning of the season. Every time they've played them since, they've destroyed them. I think they will do so again, honestly. I think the Gladiators have, like, the mental edge over the Dallas Fuel at this point in the season. So I'm picking the Gladiators in that matchup. Um, who do you got between Gladiators and Soul, Joe? Excuse me. And, yeah, uh, Gladiators, Soul, I'm uh, uh, picking the same way. Different opponent. Uh, I think this, this has the potential to be close again. Uh, I would love to see another uh, very exciting 
uh, uh, matchup between these two teams like we saw in the uh, what would that have been kickoff clash mm-hmm. um, I believe um, or no no not the kickoff clash because they won their their different tournaments anyway <laughs> at this point all these games are going to be good they're all going to be good games it's just a fact <laughs> uh, and I'm picking the gladiators to move on to the grand finals nice alright gladiators will be in that fi- grand finals match uh, and then we got our loser bracket uh, championship here is it the same for both of us silver stalis uh at this point it is actually. yeah we have come we have the same final three joe um different ways to get there come full circle yeah, different ways to get there but <laughs> so we got the same final three all right in the first game of that friday soul will play dallas according to both of us who do you think is gonna win it joe i have this one another five map banger um between soul dynasty and the dallas fuel um, and uh, here, finally, uh, is where the the Dallas Fields run will end. Uh, I have this one uh, sending Soul to the Grand Finals uh, to take on the, the LA Gladiators. Um, you, if you can tell, I'm just feeling uh, very positive about this team, and they're going to let me down, and it's going to be very sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's not be Let's just enjoy it. Um, all right. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to pick the opposite um, for fun because I think it's extremely close between these two teams. Uh, and I think the I just can't. I think the finals will be NA versus NA. A lot of people have Glads versus Seoul or Shock, for, Shock versus Seoul or Shanghai or Dallas. A lot of people are going NA versus APEC. I just think it's going to be NA versus NA. We had NA versus NA. The, only, the top three teams were all NA teams. Last time we had inter-region play. I think the sim- a similar thing will happen here, except we'll get that one APAC team um, getting third. I think the Dallas Fuel will beat Seoul, um, which unfortunately, in my mind, might set up not as an exciting grand finals um, because we've seen this matchup before and the Gladiators just dominate recently this matchup. But yeah, we got two different ones. Glad Soul, Glad's Fuel. Who you got in Glad Soul, Joe? Uh, I, uh, for the, I feel like I'm announcing a draft here <laughs> for the, the fifth champion of the Overwatch League in history and whatever, whatever, season five, uh, is going to be the LA Gladiators in, I have it in six maps. Nice. Nice. I agree. Also in six maps. Um, God, I w- would love this to happen. Obviously I'm a bit biased if you didn't know I work <laughs> for the Gladiators, but yeah, the gladiators are good and every tournament we have seen them in they have won they are two for two they were not it's in true. the summer showdown tournament at all so every time we've seen them in this format um it's hard to it's just hard to pick against them here obviously they got a different roster they don't have ons or patty um and patty was huge i mean both of those players had huge clutch moments in both tournaments right uh so without them uh this could be a completely different tournament type team here uh, but I said Happy's still great. Um, so I, I, it's hard to pick against them, especially when uh, the meta seems to be... If it's Winston, if Kiriko's involved and they have Shu, uh, yeah, I think that's almost a shoe in for the Glads to to take it. Um, so, yeah, uh, we both have the Glads, Season 5 champions. Um, what a journey that will have been for this team that has been good every year. Uh, and f- just needs to execute here at the end of the year because uh, they just haven't been able to quite yet. All right. Those are our picks. Those are our last pickups of the year, Joe. And now we just wait for playoffs to start, see who see who gets them right, see if I can come back. I'm a little worried that our bracket might be too similar towards the end, um, but, <laughs> but I can't pick against the Glads just because you've kind of trapped me, Joe. You've used my... <laughs> biased biases against me so i can't pick yeah. a different winner <laughs> yeah i mean and again just just based on you know based on history based on what we've seen with the exception of this um uh summer showdown tournament uh it, it's really hard not to have the gladiators just right up there yeah very hard very hard i, I but you know it's just because of recent results of like it's because Dallas has been inconsistent through the year. Same with Soul and Shock has really started to get inconsistent lately. So I think everyone just points to the Gladiators who we just haven't seen fail in a tournament setting yet. Right? It's easy to fall back on them. 
Um, and also their team is extremely talented, so definitely easy to fall back on them. All right. Oh yeah. That's that's all we got for our last, I guess, our last season five show in season. The next time we'll be talking to you, it'll be the off season, which is crazy. Uh, but yeah, anything else to mention? Um, yeah, I don't think that's it. The right, I should say, I do think that's it. Yeah, matches start on Sunday, uh, and they are later than normal. Um, so just be aware of that for yes uh, for all the viewers but yeah uh, up to 30 hours worth of uh, viewership rewards uh, for the first what would it be four five days of, of playoffs so there you go bracket is like very uh, very much in pacific time I will say yes and they are also doing um, uh, encores for everything so there will be twice as much um twice as many chances you don't have to get 30 hours in what would that be like 12 or 15 games you have like 30 games to get 30 hours so it's very doable oh yeah extremely doable so it seems like the stream will just be on 24 7 almost to be honest yeah <laughs> uh but yeah thank you all for listening uh, if you want to follow us on twitter my twitter's at jwgeorgeiv joe's is at kirkpatrick underscore inc inc and our show's twitter is at on the flank show you're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on-the-flank.pinecast.co or on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play. Thank you all for listening and enjoy an amazing playoff and grand finals week. <laughs>